guys, welcome to Rank and Vile, the podcast where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever made. And this is Ryan. And this is Quincy. How's it going, Quincy? How's your week going? Uh, so, there was a sale on LaCroix this week, so oh, your shit. boy stocked up. So, alright, did you did you stock up on just one flavor, and was that flavor Pomplamoose? No, I have branched out. Uh, uh-huh. I, for the first time ever, uh, bit the bullet and bought Coconut LaCroix. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Now, LaCroix, I've realized that uh, at 32 years old for me, um, I drink a lot of sparkling water. But, Quincy, why does the concept of White Claw hard seltzer upset me? I don't know. So, you you know that I'm uh, a straight edge, so yeah. I don't drink hard seltzer. But... <laughs> You know, Listen, it, it, it like I I see the appeal in it. Like it's a right. big deal to people. Ain't yeah. no laws when you're drinking claws, right? <laughs> yeah, Ian Mackay, uh, he he could sense that White Claw hard seltzer was was gonna be coming down the pipe, and he just drew a fucking hard line in the sand. Like, no, this I'm not gonna do this. Honestly, I feel like I I solely associate White Claw with Joey Janela. <laughs> very he, accurate because he's like a one-man campaign for white claw hard seltzer you know what it is he had a white claw t-shirt did you see the white claw parody shirt <sighs> what is it just that he really likes white claw and now this is part of his brand so um alley cat the wrestler is also into white claw to the point mm-hmm. where she has a white claw pin and also she did a like Sandman gimmick where she just came to the ring in Zubaz and like smashed white claw cans against her forehead. See, this is, see, here's the thing. Zubaz and also a uh, Ribera steakhouse jacket. I, I, I always think of this one virtual pros thing. that's like, is wearing a Ribera steakhouse jacket and Zubaz, if you're not a wrestler, a form of stolen valor. <laughs> and that's, I, I, it makes me like, man, I don't know if I can wear my Zubs. Like I'm, you know, I'm gonna I, say no because um, sometimes you know El Samurai needs to pay <laughs> rent, so he'll sell you his Ribera jacket. Oh man, I think honestly the most egregious thing uh, a wrestler has hawked online was when uh, Sunny was trying to sell her Hall of Fame ring on eBay. Oh man, yeah, it was it was rough. Um, okay, so, so how do you feel about kiss cards? I know we're stealing another person, another podcast gimmick, but I've got to know. Oh wait, what are what are kiss cards? Kiss cards is when a wrestler, uh, usually a female wrestler. I don't. No, it's solely female wrestlers. I don't know any male wrestler that does this. Although I could argue that uh, there's a market. If you could get Kazuchika Okada to kiss some cards, people would buy it. Oh, I would anyway, buy it. Oh, so is it just like they leave lip prints on the cards? A kiss card is like Alexa Bliss or Candice LeRae or um, some other female wrestler, Piper Niven, will put on lipstick and kiss a card and send that to a pervert who pays for it on the internet. You know what? It's good. It's good work if you can get it. I honestly, I think it's the fact that like if I could send my my pit stained uh t-shirts to people in the mail for lots of money mostly i'm just sad that nobody wants my gross laundry or my lip residue on a card like can you imagine paying the bills like that like that's listen you know say what you will about america but perverts will buy any uh article of clothing uh if if they can if they can buy it speaking of paying the bills let's talk about our patreon yeah, so uh, <laughs> we will not be sending uh, any of our uh, laundry to anyone. I, we I, will I send you garbage, but not that kind of garbage. <laughs> yeah, we. So, so Quincy, uh, what uh, what are some things that we? Uh, so, for those who are uh, true, have the truly uh, deep pockets to to, to shell out twenty five bucks uh, for the Patreon. What what things do they get in the mail from us? So, um, we do a quarterly care package. The new care package is coming out in November. So if you want one, you still have, um, one more month to get it. As long as your payment is in before November 1st, you will get a box. It is going to include, um, treats that you have seen on the 
rank and vile uh, videos on the Patreon page. Uh, yeah. It's going to include some original art. It's going to include some uh, sealed DVDs and Blu-rays. It's going to probably have some stickers and some enamel pins and all kinds of fun ghoulish goodies in it. Yeah, it's basically, um, we like to think of ourselves as like a, a, a crane claw machine uh, that also does podcasts. Like, we we love merch so much, and I, I, I don't know, like, anytime that I get a package in the mail with stuff in it sent by an actual human being, I always get so excited. Yeah, me too. So, $25 a month is, frankly, untenable. I don't understand how we have anyone that's done it, and yet we have people that are doing it. And yet, God um, bless God bless all of you true American heroes braver than any U.S. Marine. If you also just want one box, you can get it and then drop your pledge back down. We, <laughs> we're we totally fine with that, I promise. Absolutely. But you definitely want to give at least $2 a month because you get our show notes for every episode. And I have made it a goal to make Ryan laugh with how ridiculous the photos are I choose for the show notes. And you can be in on this inside joke uh, if you subscribe and see our show notes every week. Yeah, it's honestly, uh, I think making the show notes is one of my one of my favorite things to do during the week while we prepare for the episode. And yeah, so if what two dollars gets you that, and then uh, five dollars gets you that plus bonus content. Yes, which is uh, videos of me and Kyle eating Halloween foods. Um, playing with, uh, we have an unboxing video where we are taking up, we're getting some Halloween toys. There's some um, bonus audio in the works. Uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff that shows up on that feed. Yeah, and then, you know, so we're obviously going to be doing a bunch of, like, sort of exclusive uh, episodes for the Patreon, uh, and I kind of I kind of want to do some of the big heavy hitters for that one, where we actually finally do... For God's sake, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and you know, and and actually do that as an episode where you know paywall motherfuckers. So yeah, so keep an eye out for that. And and again, if there's if uh, anything that you can uh, put uh, pledge on Patreon, guys, we love you so much. Thank you for helping us do what we do. Yeah, this actually has uh, allowed us to not be in debt for the podcast. <laughs> Let me, yeah, uh, let, let me make that clear. We're still in debt, oh, but we're so in much. personal financial debt, not podcast financial debt. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I, there's something... Now, as a segue to absolutely nothing, there's something almost comforting to me about the fact that we're all drowning in debt. Like, at least we're all in the same shitty sinking boat together. Back to Patreon, we also want to shout out to Laura. She's one of our newest Patreons, uh, patrons. So thanks, Laura. Um, we're super excited for you to uh, join for that bonus content. Yep, thank you so much. Um, we uh, and, and also, if you have any listener requests that you'd like specifically on Patreon, we will uh, sort of fast track those to the front of the line and uh, talk about pretty much any horror movie you want us to talk about that we haven't already done. Yeah, we'll probably be adding some other small tiers, so um, if you want to keep an eye out on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash rankandvile, um, we will give you some information and we'll have like a, a, a form that you backers can fill out and um, we can get those fast-tracked. Yep. So, yep. Anyway... Uh, on to the so Quincy, what ghoul shit have you been consuming this week? I am so excited to talk to you about the new Cloud Rat album, Pollinator. Cloud Rat. Cloud Rat. They are a, I believe, three-piece grindcore band from Michigan. Nice. They are this perfect blend of super crusty grind with uh, black metal vocals and um lyrics that i would express as um 
on orchid levels of of really well written except you can't understand a word that the singer is singing but when you read her lyrics they're amazing and yes it's mm-hmm. fronted by a woman in 2019 i have found that the only punk music i care about is punk music written by women yeah otherwise women and non-binary people are the only people that i want to hear in punk anymore yeah Dudes, get out of the way yeah like laura jane grace i feel like i everybody should be talking about about laura jane grace and it's honestly if you're if you're like a cis punk rocker dude uh i kind of like what can you say socially or politically that we haven't already heard like sorry times? no effects used all the words you're we're out Sorry. <laughs> yeah, honestly, don't no, get no mad at me. Get mad at no effects, but they did it. They used them up, and now we're out. So we gotta <laughs> let other people have turns. Yeah, get mad at Fat Mike. Which, by the way, I was so disappointed when I saw a picture of Fat Mike, and he wasn't actually that fat. Yeah, well, he's vegan, so he used to be fatter, and then he went vegan. So now so he's Svelte Mike. Yeah, he's yeah. But pollinator also all of the songs are about like my body uh like the singer's body rotting and being disappointed in that and also uh there's songs about child abuse and there's a song about a miscarriage on it so it's like a really heavy literally heavy hitting album and like emotional weight in it as well and it's just like i cannot express how excited I am about this new album. It's on Bandcamp, so just search Pollinator by Cloud Rat, and it's probably the Shit. best metal record I've heard in a long time. That makes me really excited and happy that there's still an album like that that, that can come out and you're like, oh, this actually does something for me. I, so, I don't feel completely dead inside listening to this. What's wild is the the feeling that I can liken it to and this is going to make me sound like the oldest of dinosaurs, mm-hmm. is that Poison the Well album, You Come Before You. Oh, wow. Okay. It's that level of, I didn't know that this kind of music could do these kinds of things. That's so, man, I I, I think that there's some people who can write things that are like, and, and play things that are surprising. It's, it's nice. Being alive is nice sometimes. What kind of music have you been listening to? So, uh, uh, the Cobra soundtrack, which, uh, features the, now, so the, the theme from Rocky four, uh, no easy way out by Robert Tepper. Mm-hmm. I found a full album from Robert Tepper. Now. All right. I have gotten into running every, every morning, like as a, as a thing to sort of make blood circulate in my wretched shitty body. Yeah. And so, so I have been trying to figure out what music is good for working out, and I've found it, and it's Robert Tepper. Um, <laughs> he, uh, it's 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 great because it's like an insulting impersonation of masculinity, and it really it's it's songs that start out with lyrics like "Another hard day in the city," you know, and you're like, ah, I'm like a down on my luck cop, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm a loose cannon, and I just had to turn in my badge and gun, and it's perfect. Um, so I've been doing that. And then also I uh, found a bunch of uh, promotional comics from back in the day for uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Oh, um, man, those comics are wild as shit. They're incredible. And I'm realizing uh, Freddy Krueger, I've realized that I can tell which movie in the franchise it's from just from the makeup. And I've, I, I think that artists have a kind of face blindness with Freddy Krueger, like... I feel like nobody gets the face right ever. Like, uh, in one issue of, of uh, a comic, I feel like there are five different faces the artist has done in, like, three pages. Um, it's Everybody's got Freddy Krueger face blindness. And it now this comic, it's kind of making me realize, like, that movie doesn't make any goddamn sense. Oh, not at all. None. Like, and, and I knew that. I knew that it was, you know, completely bananas, but it... Yeah, the fact that it got a comics release, I'm realizing horror. All right, so horror comics, which by the way, the Creep Show series uh, that just came out on Shutter, um, I saw the first episode. Pretty good. Excellent. I'm so happy to hear that they they stuck the landing on that. Yeah, um, mostly because I'm realizing that, like horror comics as a thing. I don't know why when I think horror comics right after EC Comics, I'm like, doesn't Glenn Danzig do those? You know, he actually has done comics, but they're the weird sex comics. 
Yeah, I mean, if Glenn Danzig does a thing, it's a weird sex thing. Like, he can't, he just can't not do that. I kind of love how sexually repressed Glenn Danzig lyrics are. It's like, how can one human being have that much pent-up frustration anger yeah yeah like what has he done to 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 get that i think it's because he's short like i I think it's just he's he's short thus he needs to work out constantly and also write songs about his dick exploding and that's let's say oh speaking of insulting impersonations of masculinity being just very short and muscly and, and angry all the time yeah yeah so, um, can you tell me, so speaking of you can tell which Freddy face is per film, which mm-hmm. Freddy face is the one they used on the Freddy Krueger um, dildo? Oh, I haven't seen the Freddy Krueger dildo. It's it's a burnt skin dildo. <laughs> I just burnt heard burnt. Up crispy Freddy skin. <laughs> but like jerking off with a port... That would be like jerking off of the pork rind. Like, I, I just heard burnt skin dildo in my head to the tune of Jukebox Hero. Um, <laughs> burnt skin dildo. Um, I honestly, I don't know. I A Freddy Krueger dildo, I feel like you would never actually use that. You would give that to somebody as a joke, and then they would put it away forever. Because, like, you don't want that to be visible when company comes over. But also, you're not going to use a Freddy Krueger dildo, and also he's a child murderer. Come on. Yeah, and the and the base of the dildo has got faces like in the part where he pulls his shirt off. Oh, he's got all the so they've got faces like, on him. So it's just like faces on like the balls of the thing. Yeah, yeah. There are no balls. It's just pained, anguished faces. Souls are stored in the balls. As we know. That's, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm really glad and that I Freddy, thought it was B. And Freddy never shows us the rest of his body, so I mean, you sort of just assume that there's like a a, 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 a woeful face plastered across his his burnt butt cheek. God, I I I'm so I'm so sad thinking about faces on butt cheeks. Let's get into our first movie for this week. Uh, we did now uh, the the first movie we're doing is a 1988 movie called Slugs. Oh man, this movie's so good. So the kind folks at um, MVD Entertainment and Arrow Video sent us a Blu-ray of this movie, and this is a movie that is wonderful in high definition. Oh, see, I all I did was see it on Tubi, which uh, I think we're we're trying to get over as the uh, the 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 real alternative weird horror streaming service, where like they've got the weirdest shit in the world just hanging out on Tubi. They've got nudist camp of the nudist colony of the dead. Yeah, which is honestly, I was in a, I was at a Kinko's scrolling through Tubi on my phone trying to find one, and that leapt out at me, and I'm like, thanks, Tubi. Um, so we did that on uh, last week's episode. But slugs. Now you might think from the title, is the killer some slugs? Yes. <laughs> you yes. know that thing that everyone hates, slugs. Now slugs. here's the problem with this movie: it scared the shit out of me. Really? Because I have actually have a slug problem at my house, and my garden is filled with slugs. And oh, when I no. got done watching this movie, I had to walk through my dark home into my bed, my bedroom, and I was convinced I was going to step on or touch a slug. So you worked yourself into a shoot with actually getting spooked about slugs. Yes. Spooked by slugs. Yeah, which honestly, the thing about the slugs in this movie, I think they use real slugs, right? They do. And um, there's a wonderful interview with a special effects artist, Carlo de Maquis. Mm-hmm. And he said the hardest thing about this movie was getting the slugs to do what we wanted them to. <laughs> he, said, so, he said, I've worked with cats. I've worked with dogs. He's like, no actors are worse than slugs. <laughs> <laughs> so he bears a grudge against all slugs for like, listen, they're fucking unprofessional. They, you can't, they don't, they, they don't listen to direction. They never get their mark. They never do what they want. They're, they're literal invertebrates who hang out and walk on mucus. I honestly, like the slugs in this movie, I, I, I kept wondering if they, if there was like cruelty to slugs it is a Spanish-American co-production, so I mm-hmm. don't think the ASPCA was on set. 
Okay, so now, they were... Now, this is only years after, like, Rats Night of Terror, where they literally spray-painted some rats black because they only had white rats and they needed black rats. Jesus. So, like, the the Europeans don't... You know, I mean, we know that European cinema in the 80s did not give a fuck about animals. Right. But this kind of is yet another in a long line of whatever to get the shot. I mean, Cannibal Holocaust yeah, had yeah. some pretty wild animal cruelty. Yeah, and so you're saying that they were running wild with slug cruelty on the side of this thing because it was a Spanish co-production? Right. No one is no one is worried about the slugs. But to be no. fair, I don't know many films that are nice to bugs at all. Like, I don't think bugs have the same uh, regulations as other um animals yeah now, now that i think about it i i need to look into like where the buck stops with which animals are protected that men in black the famous cockroach crushing scene mm-hmm. that is a special effect but that's also okay. because those are like rare african like those are like madagascar, madagascar cockroaches yeah. and those guys are actually like really expensive and rare so oh, that's why the the bug wrangler is like, don't squish my bugs, dog. But like, I think <laughs> if it was a regular, regular slug, you're fucked. Your these your are... lifespan on um the set of slugs is very short. <laughs> yeah, like in Men in Black, like these aren't Kirkland's signature garden variety roaches. These are like deluxe cockroaches. These are okay, but here's bespoke. Here's the thing that really troubles me. I've never. St- stomped on a slug so i can't actually speak to if it would kill them because they're soft enough i would think that they would be okay it definitely does i once accidentally stepped on a slug with my bare foot (gasps) yeah and uh uh that little guy i you know he's in he's in he's in heaven now uh it yeah it squished the hell out of him i i think um I don't know how slugs have organs that work. Like, I don't know how... I, the, the physiology of slugs confuses and upsets me. They do. In fact, one is dissected in the movie. I can tell you that's a real dissection because yeah. when I was a kid, I would hunt slugs out of my granddaddy's garden, and one of the quickest ways to dispose of slug besides salt is to just chop them up. Jesus. So clearly there was some there was some workshopping that we were doing with slugs to figure out like how to how to banish them from the garden. Um now let's get let's get right into it. So the movie uh holy fuck. How does it How would you describe the intro to this film? Slugs is in the city. <laughs> it's just there's some slugs. There's a Now all right, the the bit that so it starts out in a canoe. And there's a couple in the thing, and the guy's name is Wayne, and I know his name is Wayne because the, <laughs> the lady who is now it's like a, a what sort of a, a teenage girl or like early twenties. Yeah, she, they're, they're just horny teens. The your requisite '80s horny teens. Horny, horny teens, and she has is clearly so impatient to get her top off to jump into the water. Like at the drop of a hat, she's like, "Hey, we gonna." We we gonna skinny dip now and then you know and the guy's like, like no we are here to fish you're scaring away the fish put your top back on <laughs> for God's sake take this seriously Diane uh, and he so Wayne falls in the water and the lady's like Wayne and then f- the water starts bubbling and then blood shoots up out of the water so I guess the slugs were in the water yeah so so what they've discover later in the movie like the big plot point is the toxic waste factory was dumping into the main water supply which was then in the sewer which allowed the slugs to come up from the sewer to invade the town yeah and so the main character of the thing uh is a sanitation worker who um well his name is mike i think right Mike or Mark or Wayne, they all have very generic <laughs> names. Again, Spanish co-production, Spanish script, I'm assuming. So they're just like whatever Americans' names are. Yeah. Now, there's a thing that I love about this movie, which is, with especially with a lot of 80s horror, you know, like it's usually sort of a lot of like uh, hot teens and sort of a lot of people being, you know, sort of like waxed and pretty. This movie is... It looks like the sexual revolution threw up, and it's great because it's just like sort of uh, 
40-something uh, married couples who are all weirdly ambiently horny at all times. Yeah, except, and, and like, 40-somethings, except one is wearing a jacket that literally says cheerleader when she comes home from her day of work. <laughs> Yeah, and like every time there's, I don't know, like all the adults, like I love that all the bodies in this thing, it's like hairy dudes with receding hairlines, and like this movie has a weird contempt for teenagers, I think. Yeah, and, Which, and like a, a real revel, uh, reverence for the working man. Yeah, honestly, you know what it is? It's like this movie and Chud, I feel like, are sort of proletariat horror or proletarian horror. Because in Chud especially, it's like, you know, you've got uh, Howard Stern. Who, no, excuse me, not Howard Stern. Fucking. No, the shock jock was not in that movie. Baba Daniel Booey, Stern. Baba Booey. <laughs> Baba Booey. And he just, yeah, he, oh my God, he was the Chud. Um, and he, you know, there's such a Venn diagram between no, Chud Ryan, and Slud. Bud was the Chud. <laughs> my God, we've all become God's Bud Chuds. Um, and so it's this thing of... You know, the government isn't looking out for us, and bureaucrats are getting us down, and there's a cover-up, and, you know, you're just a working stiff trying to get to the bottom of the situation. And so Mike, the sanitation worker, who is spends most of this movie in a sewer, I think. Man, not only does he spend most of this movie in a sewer, these dudes go in the sewer with gas masks because there's a line that says there's more methane in this sewer than anywhere else on the world it is toxic gas so they put on a gas mask but they don't have goggles so they're breathing in shit steam like into their eyeballs like their eyes are just catching all of that they all have pink eye yeah that's my god so wait do, do you think they did they use actual sewers for these scenes because like Sewers are not easy to, to wiggle down into. I don't know, because they do seem rather spacious. Yeah, I mean, honestly, from watching Ninja Turtles as a kid, I always assumed that sewers were like catacombs. Like, they were just these huge, spacious art deco situations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it just it just ain't so. Um, but, so, the uh, there's a, uh, an older married couple... And the guy has a greenhouse, and so the 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 city is being taken over by slugs. Yeah, and so we get scenes of just slugs ruining everything. It's man, these slugs, and it's great because you might think to yourself, but they're just fucking slugs, just like get in a car or like step on them. What are we doing? And the movie goes. Yep. And nobody, it's like everybody's like Scooby Doo running in place and going, oh no, while slugs are just eating them. Well, my favorite thing is they, we, we have this scene at this greenhouse and this, you know, nag of a wife says, Harry, there's slugs on my plants. <laughs> She's like, what are these eggs? And the guy's like, they're slug eggs because slug, because slu they're plants that are outside. And then yeah. they're like, well, you can't do that. And he's like, what the fuck ever. So then a slug crawls into his glove. Hell yeah, and then slug he glove. puts the glove on, and the slug, because these are mutant slugs with teeth, bites his hand, and then we get a <laughs> slapstick. I can't take the glove off, so I'm just going to whack my hand on everything. <laughs> yeah, it gets real fucking Looney Tunes. And it's great because his wife uh, is inside the house... And it looks like the uh, Radio Gaga video where she's just like vacuuming and listening to, like has headphones in and it keeps cutting back and forth between the guy who is just getting owned by slugs in a greenhouse and screaming and his wife can't hear him because it's like she just keeps finding new sounds to drown out the sound of his screams. <laughs> and it's... then, meanwhile, this guy thinks, okay... I can't take this glove off, so I'm going to take garden shears and cut it off. But then he can't <laughs> operate garden shears because they're a two-handed instrument. So the motherfucker takes a hatchet and cuts his own hand off. Yeah, yeah. He just hacks the fucking hand off while his wife is in the house yelling like, I'm just going to yell every word I can think of. Triangles. Monday. And it's just incredible. And so eventually she does hear him and runs out. And up until this point, the slugs, I think, have been quietly creating a gas leak. 
<laughs> what happens is as the man is flailing, he kicks over a can of gasoline and because this is a greenhouse it's not up to code and like a <laughs> random wire sparks a fire and the entire greenhouse explodes it looks like the fucking hindenburg like this greenhouse <laughs> just it looks like the ending of akira this thing just fucking explodes uh for a for a movie called slugs there are so many fucking explosions in this it's movie. It's only explosions. It's perfect. Like, I love it. It is that... heads exploding, oh stomach, my God. Ex- stomach exploding. Every time they find a body in the sewer that has been eaten by slugs, it explodes yeah. and slugs rain from the sky yes, onto like... people. Yeah, there's all right. So there's a uh, another guy in this movie who, um, again, everybody over the age of forty in this film, which is most of everybody in this movie, every time somebody talks to somebody else, they all look like they're in the process of trying to figure out if they want to be swingers <laughs> together. But nobody wants to like broach the topic, so everybody's just like really weird and like twitchy about it. And this and this guy, um, he's at dinner with a bunch of other forty somethings, and he uh, ducks out to the bathroom, and he's got nosebleeds, and you know he's just he's had a headache. Uh, and then eventually at the table, he just starts, he's, he just pushes out from the table and just starts screaming while locking eyes with people at the table. And they're like, what, what, what? And uh, you know that bit in Videodrome where the guy's head explodes full of tumors? Yeah. It's basically that, but with slugs. And this guy just like collapses on the floor. Slugs come pouring out. And I got to tell you, the effects in this movie, pretty fucking good. Yeah, they are the best part. And so that exploding greenhouse was a model. That was a model. That was a model because in the the interview, he explains it. And uh, Marquis has got this whole thing where he's like, you can't let the audience know how you did the effect or they won't believe it. So it's like you have to trick them into thinking it's real. So he was like, so there's archival footage of like him making it. So you see like a full size man setting up this little model and then walking away. And then the frame shot looks like it's a full size house. Holy fuck that. Honestly, I'm, I'm so happy to have been bamboozled by slugs. The movie. Yeah. I thought, I thought they just fucking exploded a greenhouse. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's like a balsa wood model and the exploding head was like the actor who had like a fiberglass structure over his head. And then they stretched like fake skin on top of that so they could just pump it through and make it like pop right and now so you might be thinking to yourself so what is the plot of slugs excellent question so anyway uh later on there's this teenage couple that is and now there really isn't a plot it's you know where slugs are so i have to clarify you know how why that guy's head explodes with slugs right because he got pregnant with head slugs yeah because he ate the salad because you know what slugs love ah lettuce lettuce and then his wife puts that lettuce in the sink and it starts to like wiggle and you're like oh no and then you actually they show her cutting the lettuce and chopping up a slug and then apparently that slug has slug babies or something and that guy eats the salad and then he's like that salad's not sitting well with me and then his head explodes (laughs) why does my head feel pregnant and then he's full of slugs (laughs) and that's yeah it and it just happens out of fucking nowhere it's great um now the the scene in this movie now up until this point it's had kind of a queasy relationship with nudity i feel like there have been several points at which you're like okay there's gonna be nudity but then it like cuts away and you never really see it but then not only is there nudity this movie hangs dong there is a uh, couple that is certainly part of the plot that fucks at one point but then they get sort of besieged by slugs while they're fucking yeah, because the slugs come in through the vents and the toilets. Right, and they just... Which, listen, this is... You're just getting cock-blocked by slugs. Like, they just, like, start slithering in, and this lady, like, she's on the ground writhing and trying to get away from the slugs, but, like, buddy, just stand up. What are we well, doing? Well, they're slippery, Ryan. They're slugs. <laughs> That's a great point. Like, there's, you know, your feet can't find purchase because it's just too mucusy. 
Um, and it's like that scene from The Simpsons where Homer does the circles on the ground. It's just, it's just like <laughs> spinning donuts on these slots. Yeah, it's just like Angus Young from ACDC just, yeah, running in place. And so they they have a slapstick five minutes of getting eaten naked by slugs. And, and it also looks really gruesome because, again, the special effects are like slugs eat her eyeball out and she's like trying to climb back on the bed and her boyfriend's like... I don't know what to do. And he, like, he reaches for the window to escape the way that I reach to turn the light out when I'm already warm in bed. And just, like, <laughs> with half-heartedly, like, pawing at the window. And then, of course, he immediately falls in the slugs and also gets eaten by slugs. You know what it is? You know that Michelangelo Sistine Chapel painting? Yeah. Um, and you know how God is, like, stretched, taut, trying to reach Adam, and Adam is just like, ugh. Like, <laughs> he, can't, he kind of can't be fucked. Like, he's just, like, sort of limply holding his finger up, like, whatever. That's basically what happens is, you know, she's like, please help me. And he's like, ugh, I can't reach you off the bed. <laughs> um, and so they both just get eaten by slugs, and it's, it's great. Um, I would describe the soundscape of this movie as macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah, it's very squishy. It is it is it is a it is a moist film. They have it also is... cho- chosen like a weird hum to represent what happens when you get a thousand slugs in a room. Now, I cannot <laughs> speak to the validity of the the validity of this because I would kill myself if I was in a room <laughs> with a thousand slugs. Man. But I also get this vibe that they don't sound like cicadas, as this movie would have you believe. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. If you found yourself in a room with a hundred slugs... Yeah, you've... not even a thousand, just like five slugs. Yeah, honestly, anything more than about five slugs is fucking too many slugs, Did I Did I feel... tell you, like a month ago, a slug came into my home? No, how did he do it? Well, he, he threw the front door, Ryan. <laughs> Holy no, shit. I think and... he rode in on my shoe or something because I only found him later in the kitchen, and I was like, "You're not supposed to be here." Holy fuck! So wait, did you did you scoop the little fella up and put him outside, or was yeah, it just like he yeeted the shit out of? <laughs> You see, this is, I, I used to be extremely anti-spider. Like, if I had a spider in my house, I would, you know, just, like, stomp on it or try to kill it. And I think I've grown soft because now I just, like, clamp a cup over them, slide a piece of paper under it, get them out of the house. Because I'm like, man, you're just, you're just hanging out. I will tell you from experience, slugs don't like to be put on sheets of paper. They actually, like, retract all of their, their self and the like they go and then you could just like flame them oh my um, god so i Which, guess that's yeah. one thing that this movie you know how dare slugs from 1998 be you know low mimetic not real not true to life yeah although i mean i i feel like as a creature feature goes i feel like slugs is part of a very grand tradition of things like bats with a z and just, like, wh- what if animals decided that actually fuck this and they're our enemy now? Yeah, and... yeah. And and I think I really like the ecological bent of humans really do suck. And yeah, we, su- we suck so of, bad. We know that our card is about to be pulled. So mm-hmm. anything from the natural world deserves to run roughshod over our small suburbs. Yeah, like give slugs a shot at being county aldermen. Like we don't we we don't have our shit together and they're clearly at least really good at working as a team to subjugate this town. Like they I don't know, man. Like they all showed up for a rehearsal and they just are fucking ready to go. Um as the movie goes on, uh, Mike the sanitation worker, like he's trying to convince the government that it's slugs and everyone's like, "Well, that's just it's it's almost like everybody else in this movie is from the real world because they're like, "Well, that's just fucking crazy. Slugs can't do that." Um, but these are radioactive slugs with teeth. And so eventually it just, it's explosions. All right. Like the ending of this movie. I also love that he goes to see like the, who the fuck is he? Like the county, like constable or the like (laughs) mayor. And he's like, you're not even allowed to say happy birthday in this town. You have zero authority. Yeah. No, there's a guy who, um, yeah, he's like the, uh, uh, the commissioner. Like he's just the, the, the head, the head guy. 
and he has the most inspiring the burgermeister of this town <laughs> yeah the burgermeister of cleveland ohio and he's just got the most <laughs> like the most intense eyebrows ever and he's just like you don't have any authority around here and then the guy's like oh no i'm a sanitation worker um as the movie goes on like there's a scientist in the mix who's kind of like you know, you've got Mike asking questions about slugs, like, so, what, 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 slugs, what's up with that? And the guy's like, oh shit, slugs are so cool, they have, like, three different mouths, and they mostly eat plants, some of them eat, like, insects and stuff, and then the guy's like, are any of them carnivores? <laughs> like, are slugs out here eating people? And the guy's like, what? And then, <laughs> so, he eventually realizes, like, oh yeah, no, this is totally slugs, uh, coming to, to kill our town. And now, so, with a lot of horror movies... I feel like there's the thing of monsters or metaphors, right? Like, the thing is a metaphor for, you know, the Cold War and not knowing who your neighbors are and the fear of whatever. Some movies are just about slugs taking over everything and killing people, and this is that. <laughs> yeah, there's really no deep uh, message here. It's just... Slugs are real gross, y'all. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not even like, oh, you know, you built this city on a slug graveyard, and <laughs> now they're coming home to roost because this is their we kingdom. We built like, this city on slug and... Um, but I, I, I hate that I started saying we built this city on, and my brain kept trying to autocomplete it to rock and roll. I, nope, I hate it's this. slugs and slime. It's slugs and slime. And so, yeah, the slugs, eventually, they, they explode all the slugs uh, in the sewer. Yeah, so the scientist makes a chemical compound that takes all the moisture out of the slugs' bodies, which is all of a slug, and makes it explode. <laughs> yeah, and so you get... You remember that one scene in The Lost Boys where um, the vampire uh, belly flops in the bathtub full of holy water and garlic and then the plumbing explodes and the toilet just fucking goes up? Um, the ending is that for a solid minute. And it, is, <laughs> it is excellent. Just fire shooting out of every manhole on the street. Oh, man. It is, it's wonderful. Like There's just yeah, flames shooting up out of manholes. Um, and then for whatever reason, like, you know, you sort of get the love theme from slugs where it's like <laughs> the romance of the movie was kind of trying to get you on board with, but not really. And it's like, oh, it looks like that's all behind us now. But then, and this is the greatest, it zooms in on a little sewer grate and there is one slug, uh, sort of looking at the camera, maybe just being a slug. I'm wondering what direction the, the slug wrangler tried to make this slug do. <laughs> dramatic final shot like look i don't listen you're you're a literal slug so like can you just sort of ooze or look threatening in the slug is like twitching his little eye socks but he's just sort of like yeah like, he's just hanging out in the middle of the sewer grate hello yes well, <laughs> i am a <yeah>. slug <laughs> hello it's me a literal slug well the dramatic music plays and then that's how do they slugs. even make them go in a particular direction like i you can't you take a straw slugs. and just blow at him real hard or I mean, that's the crux of why Slugs is a terrifying movie. You know, you can't, there's no reasoning with Slugs. They don't feel pity or remorse or fear. And they absolutely <laughs> will not stop ever until they've eaten naked people. Um, and trying... all of your lettuce. Yeah, until they've eaten all of your lettuce. And so this movie is completely bonkers. Like, if anything, we have undersold how fucking bananas this movie is. So if you have ever Googled the movie, you've probably seen the most famous shot which is a slug with an actual mouth and teeth biting a, the guy's finger. Yeah, and it just chomps down on that finger. So, the behind-the-scenes footage on the Blu-ray explained that that's actually a giant slug and a giant rubber finger. So what did they put on the rubber finger to get the slug to bite it? It's not a real slug, Ryan. It's a puppet. Oh, I thought you were telling me that that was a giant slug, like that there was, they found the boss battle slug, like they found, you know, like how, the, you they know how like, there was the... the jungles of South America and they cast, <laughs> you know, he was, he was a struggling up and coming slug actor. You know what it is? It's like, you know how there's like the brainy gremlin. I was thinking there was going to be like brainy slug. Like there was the, the more highly evolved slug who could like maybe uh, do interviews in a press junket and listen to direction <laughs> where he's just like, yeah, he's, he's the cocoa of slugs. No, no, it's a, 
giant finger. So like a finger the size of a baguette made oh, wow. out of rubber and another slug puppet. So like someone is there operating the mouth on this puppet and like launching on this fake finger. But the shot is like an eye blink. So it works because you don't really get to take a moment and realize that's a rubber finger. Right, because the movie is just sort of like, look, we've, we've, we've got a lot of explosions to get through, so we're just going to do this really quick. Here's a cool puppet we made. And uh, then it just also, like jumps on ahead. Carlo De Machis says the director, Piquet, was as good as Spielberg in terms of like, of all of the directors I've worked with, <laughs> Piquet's oh, up there now. at the top. Oh, come now. That Spielberg? Yeah, you know, like the, the great directors, you know, like the guy that did Slugs, <laughs> you know, or Orson, Orson Welles. Um, holy shit. Why did, why did he, did he give any uh, examples? He said about... as a director, like working with him. He's like, Spielberg oh. was fine, but mm-hmm. he, he gives this like metaphor where he's like, if you give a burrow a piece of candy, he's not going to appreciate it. But if you give a, a a person a piece of candy, they can like savor the flavor. He's like, I am the candy. Picard appreciated my skill as an artist. He won a Goya, which is like Spain's Whoa. Oscars for the special effects in Slugs. Man, I actually I stand by that. Like, <laughs> if if for no other reason, as a creature feature, like the effects in this are really really fucking good. Yeah, it's the best part of the movie. Now, here's the thing that's um, kind of been bugging me, Ryan. Arrow so Video has these commentary tracks by people that don't have anything to do with the movie. Now, oh, this get one out of does here with that. have a commentary track by the author of the novel Slugs that the movie was based off of, but it also has just a guy from Fangoria just talking about how much he loves the movie Slugs. <laughs> Why are we not doing film commentaries? My god. You know, honestly, so uh, not to show for our Patreon again, but I was thinking what like what if we did movie commentaries for stuff that like you, like sort of you put it on when you put the movie on? Yeah, we should we should definitely do. My that. god, we we could have been contenders. Honestly though, fuck out of here with that though on the on the official release, I feel. Like I <laughs> I, I have I have the Friday the 13th box set, right? And part four just features two dudes, like one of them's the guy who did Hatchet, and the other one's some other dude. And it's like, it's them talking about the movie, but I'm like, I I don't want to listen to some fucking yachts talk about the movie I'm already watching. Like, that's very different from anybody involved in the making of the film having something to say about it. Get out of here with this guy we found that we just put a microphone in front of and slapped it on the commentary. Yeah, except David Decoteau does commentaries for movies he has nothing to do with and he's mm-hmm. such a like out and out nerd i want to listen to everything he says and he's also uh real throws some real shade on movies in a way that i very much appreciate oh shit well see that's that's a horse of a different color like if if, if the the commentary itself is particularly like tasty and and good then yes but Otherwise, getting like, and anyway, here's the guy who did Mosquito Man to talk about Chud. Like, don't get out of here. Leave my home immediately. Um, so, <laughs> so, all right, let's so rank looking. Slugs. Yeah, so uh, scroll to the top of the list. So, better than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> so, um, what I'm thinking is the movie um, Empire of Ants. Empire of the Ants. Uh, from 1977. Empire of the Ants is not very good. No, Empire of the Ants is, is uh, I would say, bad really just like as as movies go um it it doesn't it bored the hell out of me so i'm yeah all right which all right so i'm scrolling up at three number 300 uh we have deep blue c2 um Mm -hmm. deep blue c2 is very good but it is cgi and Mm -hmm. i'm always gonna pick um my rank and file guarantee to you dear listener is that i will always pick practical effects over cgi depending which by the way side note to the side note um, Creep Show, the the show uses um, a lot of practical effects in that uh, in the first segment of the first episode. Like they they use CG, but I you can tell that these are people who sort of grew up on practical effects, and it's it's nice, and I like it. I think it's um, Greg Nicotero works on that show, right? 
yeah, he's the he's the showrunner guy. Like he's yeah. Uh, what? So you you have a special effects dude running the show. So of course he's gonna right. like say. Which this. also uh, we haven't done society on the podcast yet uh, by uh, Yuzna, and I feel like we should definitely do like if if we're going with like yeah effects extravaganzas. Yeah, and screaming Mad George. Also screaming Mad George, who is uh, a baby angel, and we love him. Uh, so better than Empire of the Ants is, uh, I honestly, I think Slugs is better than Deep Blue Sea 2. I think so too. Now, is it better than Bram Stoker's Dracula? Um... Um, so, uh, on one hand, we have a Rococo dumpster fire by Francis Ford Coppola featuring, um, just all manner of, of insanity. And then we have the, so with monsters or metaphors, um, we have Dracula versus the movie about some slugs. Now, in terms of what is it trying to do and how well does it accomplish that? I can't even believe I'm going to say this. I think slugs places higher for me. Now, above... Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, at number two ninety six, we have Howling Three, where you literally see a marsupial wolf crawl from a <laughs> werewolf woman's vagina into her werewolf pouch. You do see Howling Three, the marsupials. Like I honestly, the fact that it's what wasn't the wasn't the actual title Howling Three, the marsupials. I do believe that's correct. God fucking bless. Yeah, you know that's not for nothing that they've got a literal. We're marsupial. Um, all right, what do you what do you think? Okay, so number two ninety five is he took his skin off for me. I think that mm-hmm. is unassailably better than slugs. I think so too. I think honestly, he took his skin off for me is one of those things that I like. While I was watching, I was like, I love horror. It's so good. Yeah. Um. Now, all right, scrolling up a little bit more. All right, so I've got a question for you. Which is better, uh, the movie Slugs from nineteen eighty eight? Or Urban Legend uh, from 1998? I'm still gonna... I don't know. I think... Well, hold on now. Number 286 is The Incredible Melting Man. I think that movie is better than Slugs. All right. Sheer goopitude. All right. So the, the real question here, which is a better movie? Slugs or Curious George, a Halloween <laughs> brew fest, which um, features, um, sorry, what's the name of the uh, the pumpkin guy? No, no noggin. No noggin. There we go. He's going to um, kick your head off. The most terrifying <laughs> thing. Legitimately, my though, when my son was but a wee bairn, um, mm-hmm. he was terrified that his hat would get kicked off at this time of year. Wait, that his hat would get kicked off? Yeah, because that's what no noggin does. No noggin kicks your hat off. So not even your head. Yeah, not like, your head, just, just your hat. He will he will own the shit out of your hat, just like slap it off. Yeah, so if you have a Halloween costume with a hat, you're fucked. Yeah, so just don't fucking wear, you know, a Freddy Krueger costume or a Dick Tracy costume, you're fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so which is a better movie, Slugs or Curious George? A Halloween Boofest with, I stress here, a soundtrack that slaps. Uh, Curious George is a better film. Mm-hmm. Curious George is so far too. more watchable than Slugs, but only by a little bit. I feel pretty good about that, but I also think that I would put Slugs for practical effects alone above uh, com- the the show community season one episode seven introduction to statistics the Halloween episode. Now the one thing that community has going for it is that Beastmaster costume in that episode. Oh, I mean, I I love Community very much. Like the the costumes are always great. But it's not slugs. No, it's not. It's not slugs. And there aren't any explosions and nobody gets eaten by slugs. So I just, I think our choice is clear here. So I feel pretty good about that. Okay. So that means slugs is our new number 288. Yeah. I feel really good about that. Uh, Do we have time to talk about uh, one more movie? Yes, so it is October, so that means we are doing our tradition of ranking children's television for Halloween. So Fuck let's yes. talk about a Pinky and the Brain Halloween. Man, honestly, this I, I, I'm so nostalgic for Pinky and the Brain, because like, I was obsessed with Animaniacs when I was a kid. Yeah, so 
What's wild is Pinky and the Brain got its own show. And then, when that wasn't enough, they merged it with Pinky and the Brain and Elmira. So there's this weird, we're going to take the um, uh, Looney Tunes and bring it back into the fold and mix the continuity. Wait a minute. They Elmira, the scary kid who wants to kidnap animals? Yeah, she um, adopted Pinky and the Brain so that when she's asleep, they're still trying to take over the world as per usual. Right. But during the day, she's like hugging and squeezing and trying to kill them. Man, that's... I, I feel like Elmira from Tiny Toon Adventures terrified me as a child in a way I can't totally explain. Well, you know, her bow is a skull. It's a skull. She's basically kids bop Annie Wilkes. I I, I feel like Yeah. Like for she sure. she's she's gonna yeah, she's gonna break your kneecaps and, and, and this is this is where you live now. So this is weird, but do we need to explain what Pinky and the Brain is? Uh yeah, so uh Pinky and the Brain was uh, a side cartoon to Animaniacs that uh, was two mice, uh, laboratory mice. Pinky, who is uh, gangly and long and says narf because it was the 90s, and go fuck yourself. And the other one's name is The Brain, who, um, he talks like this, and he sounds pretty much nasal all the time. I don't know why he sounds like... It's like an Orson Welles impersonation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, uh, Brain is, uh, obviously the one who wants to take over the world, and also it's funny because he's a mouse, and Pinky just constantly stymies his plans by just sort of, uh pulling some goofery and accidentally just he's like a he's like amelia bedelia you know like he means well and he wants to help he's just a fucking disaster so this halloween episode is pinky and the brain are doing their usual nightly plot to take over the world and and it always fucks up by morning and they have to go back to the acme lab where they're being tested on further um right and they are controlling trick-or-treaters' minds with a uh, jack-o'-lantern that sends uh, hypno-rays. And then Pinky gets a uh, Reese's peanut butter cup on the device and fucks it up. Yeah, and so obviously candy is the downfall of the thing. And then we get uh, literal Satan. Yeah, so the brain says, I would give anything, even my soul, to take over the world. And a guy named Mr. Itch shows up, voiced by none other than Gary Marshall, who has a long career of playing the devil. You know, and it's good work if you can get it, I feel like. If you're Gary Marshall and it's like, I'm I'm making a thing, get Gary on the horn. We need Satan. And he just, yeah, I'm sure he shows up and he's like perfectly friendly and he's Satan now. Yeah, so Pinky says, oh man, I'd give my soul for some cool stuff. And the exact wording escapes me. It's some no-nonsense words kitchen gadget that he wants. Okay, so he's, what, very specific about wanting to sell his soul for this one thing? Yeah, it's this weird, like, whatchamahoosit. And the devil's like, alright, fine, I'll give you that and... The brain can rule the world. So then <laughs> right. brain literally gets to be the king of the world and Pinky is dragged to hell. <laughs> we are harvesting mouse souls. Harvesting mouse souls. Uh, there is a very peak 1997 visual gag of erecting a statue of uh, the brain and it's the Michael Jackson outfit that he's in and everyone's yep. worshipping the statue. And... um. You gotta love, and Brain gets his, you know, wildest dream come true. He, he actually controls the world, and then he goes, you know what, I miss Pinky. So then it turns into the myth of Orpheus, where he has to go to hell to retrieve his beloved, <laughs> who is being tortured because it's hell, but he doesn't uh, think it's a big deal because he's a big goon, and he's like laughing right. and having a good time. Yeah, he's like too he's like too dumb to torture. Yeah. Also, this is 
they call it Hades because apparently uh, Kids WB's standards and practices would not allow them to call it Christian hell. Yeah, so they're not literally going like, all right, Pinky, come with me to hell. And but like just have imagine little fucking Michigan J. Frog saying, <laughs> you know, welcome to hell. Welcome to hell. And he's just tap dancing and this is, oh my God. That's, Chaos I reigns. <laughs> Which, by the way, in the notes, I love that it's just a picture of Mich- Michigan J. Frog with chaos reigns, which is the most <laughs> ominous fucking thing I've ever seen. I don't know if that's him saying or saying it, or he's just the face of an indifferent and hostile universe, but either either one. A little uh, from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> so, basically, Pinky and the Brain get into like a competition with Satan, where it's like a very Charlie Daniels, Devil Goes Down to Georgia... Right. And uh, they have to do gymnastic floor routines because, again, 1997 children's comedy says right. that you have a silly uh, shenanigans. And right. they uh, hoist Satan by his own petard with a fine clause in the Satan contract that says that uh, Pinky has to get a whatchamahoozit and... Um, the devil doesn't know what that actually is, so it null it nullifies the contract. Ah, so they and basically that's the Halloween special, basically. <sighs> you know what? I, pro, I fair play to uh, Pinky and the Brain for going. You know what? Pinky gets dragged to hell. Like it's the. I mean, imagine that you're a kid just sort of watching this, and then like you know, Pinky goes to hell, and Brain rules the world, and it's like oh, but also it's sweet because he's like oh. I miss my friend, and he has to, like, go rescue him. Uh, it's it's really good. What's wild is the director of this also uh, worked on Wacko's Wish, which is the Animaniacs Christmas special where the Animaniacs show up at the birth of Christ. Oh, yeah, the little drummer boy thing, right? Where Wacko yeah. is... Oh, Jesus. I... <laughs> <laughs> this so show Christ... is uh, wild. <sighs> man it's yeah it's a lot all right so looking at the list um so if we're talking about harvesting sentient animal souls i feel like we need to start with um heavy hitter uh spooky buddies (laughs) it it's in no way meets up to spooky buddies (laughs) right because five listen pinky is fine and spooky buddies has the strength of its convictions to sacrifice five puppy souls yeah those puppies are dead at they the end of the dead. movie, they do get to go to heaven, but they're still dead. <laughs> okay, uh, which is better, uh, the Pinky and the Brain Halloween special, or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation? <laughs> at number at number three hundred sixty-eight. Um, I would say probably the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna press you on this one. Why? Because. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation is so inscrutable that it's mystifying. Yeah, agree. And also, like, Matthew McConaughey's performance in it is so fucking weird. Also, um, number 375 is The New Adventures of Beans Baxter uh, Halloween special, and 374 is Pagan Invasion Halloween Trick or Treat, and we can't in good conscience put uh, Pinky in the Brain above Pagan Invasion. Pagan Invasion Halloween Trick or Treat is a thing that I'm going to watch every year now, so that's, yeah, putting that above. However, alright, I think I got it. I think I got the uh, uh, the, the floor for me. Um, I think that this is better than The Wickedest Witch at number 379. Now, The Wickedest Witch has puppets. It does have puppets, but Pinky and the Brain uh, meet literal Satan and Pinky's soul gets dragged to hell? That's that's hard to top. That's true. Um, but right above that is Fantasy Mission Force starring a very young Jackie Chan which is part action movie, part Dirty Dozen, and also has hopping vampires in it. Oh, shit. All right, so going by that, I think that I would put it, like, just under Fantasy Mission Force and just <laughs> above The Wickedest Witch. All right, so at number three... 379. ...is the Pinky and the Brain <laughs> Halloween special. Ryan, where can we be found online? 
Oh my god. All right. We, uh, man, just about everywhere. We are on Twitter at RankinVileCast. We are on Instagram and Tumblr at Just RankinVile. Um, if there is a movie, I know we didn't get to any uh, requests on this one, but we got a whole bunch of requests this last week, and uh, Scouts Honor, we're going to work around to them. You're going to want to send those requests to RankinVileCast at gmail.com. Uh, at RankinVile.com, where uh, we are putting up long-form pieces uh, about horror. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start doing a creep show recap. We've got a, um, and also everybody who's pitched me in the last week, um, get give me those pieces. Like I would, I would love to get them up. Uh, we are on Last FM. We are on Stitcher. Uh, we are on iTunes. We are on, goddamn, just about every place. Uh, am I missing something? Um, we are also on Instagram and Tumblr, and we're constantly on Twitter. Constantly. Yeah, we're mostly on Twitter. Uh, but barring that, I think that is about all I got. You got anything else? Stay spooky, y'all. Later, folks. <laughs>